grew up in Waima, Hokianga. Waimamaku. Uh, uh, oh. Waima. Oh, Waima. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. It's bigger than Waimamaku. Uh, it's between Waimamaku and Kaikohe. Right. Hence the confusion. That's good, actually. So there's a Waima and then there's a, then there's a Waimamaku. Oh, there's a whole lot of Wai there. There's Waimamaku, <laughs> wai, uh, Waikare, and Waiotemarama. We, we just talked briefly before mm. our corridor about just the range and the raft of things that you're involved with. You don't feel like having a bit of a rest in your retirement? <laughs> Not really, because um, just going looking at four cows is very boring. <laughs> And, and, you know, when you have that as uh, also part of your life where each one has its own personality, but I just don't want to be reduced to be just an observer of cows. <laughs> <laughs> your work in researching, lecturing and developing te reo Māori has been decades. Um, has this mahi become easier or, or, or harder? Uh, it's becoming harder uh, because you have to keep up with what is happening in the world around you. Mm. So the first thing is that Māori must have its own mana. Every word in Māori must be explained in Māori. We mustn't allow English to be the language that decides what Aureo means. And so this was brought up by Timothy Karatu, who wanted a Māori-only dictionary. It didn't happen in his time, and by accident, I took over that one, and then, so we have this huge book. Uh, that's number one. So that's bringing mana back to the reo. But because it's, uh, we're in the modern age, we then had to negotiate with Windows and Google <laughs> to have that all into Māori so that all our computers and that can run in Māori and the schools can use it for teaching Māori, and grandparents can learn how to use uh, Google, Windows and computers and won't allow their mokopunas onto it unless they know enough Māori to run it, Māori. How, do, how does one person encourage their, their, their fluency? How do they continue to stoke their te reo Māori uh, with, with a full-time job, with responsibilities? Well, the first thing we have to do is to make certain that every other area you go to has Māori. Um, mm -hmm. There's only a few shops that will speak to you in Māori. Um, we've got one um, um, station that sells petrol in the north. You go and you can order everything in Māori and they'll reply to you in as good a Māori as they can. And you know, I love that. That kind of thing that uh, we need. but Normalise. Uh, yeah, we, we normalise it. Uh, one of the problems that I know... It's because the Crown has not put enough funding into Māori radio and television is to look at the possibility of putting satellite television in all our areas. Tūhua should have one, Rotorua should have one, uh, Taitokarau should have one, and I mustn't miss them out or they'll kill me, Ngāti Poro should have one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if we have a satellite broadcasting in the area coming from there and merging in, it means that you and all the others who come from these various areas but have not been able to keep in touch with your reo can pick it up day and night on television. Mm. And we need that. 
I mean, iwi radio, you can go to irirangi.net yeah. and listen to audio if you need to. That was a stunning advancement for us to have, uh, and that was part of the claims that uh, that resulted in Māori radio. You know, you can travel from North Cape to the Bluff and just listen to Māori radios, uh, and then we have to have um, follow the way that the uh, Israel brought back their language from just being the language of a small group of elders in a church and now to become the language of their country. And they did that by being deliberate, starting with young children and bringing them through, all the way through. So far, we've had uh, kohanga reo. Now, it needs bringing back and uh, modernizing and making all parents and having what um, the Israelis brought in, they call them kibbutzims. Kibbutzims. Yeah, where um, families went and they only spoke Maori in those areas, or mm. only spoke uh, Jewish mm. language. Now, we need that, mm. and to have it as part and parcel of a recovery. Mm-hmm. Te reo Maori starts in the home. Tikatera? Te Maori starts everywhere, me kōruru ngā wahi katoa. we got to speak it everywhere and that's why it says it's got to be in the shops if you reduce it just to the home or to the marae or the church then it becomes just um, a tiny part of the universe we travel in you know we have to make it global in 2013 dr patsu hohepa was nominated for a tewaka toy award the awards themselves recognizes the contribution leadership and excellence in ngatoi mari when we conducted this interview, he described his reluctance at accepting his tohu. I've tried to avoid. <laughs> it, it, it's a matter of years and years of, of, of you know dodging all over the place. But how can you avoid when you get a call out of the blue? Yes. By the what way, what do you think of the Ngoi Pepe Rangi Award? And I said, it's a really good one. Thank you. And hung up. And the next thing I got a, a letter just to tell me that uh, um, you have accepted the award. <laughs> now, so um, you know. So you but, hung up, and then you got a letter. But it is, to me, it's absolutely significant, mainly because of Ngoi herself. What she did with Atarangi, um, and what she yeah. did more with Tereo and with music and that, and also, how can I resist an award? of a close relation because Ngoi's other half is from my hapu to Mahudude. Uh, she is a descendant of uh, two of the main chiefly lines of my tribal group, the Mahudude, Waima. And so uh, it's like, yes, joining with you again, Ngoi, uh, after all these years away, uh, when I was teaching in Rotoria. Uh, Terito Weaving School in Rotorua is located at Whakarewarewa Māori Arts and Crafts Institute. At the helm of the school is Edna Pahewa. Her mum, renowned weaver Emily Schuster, was one of the first tutors of the school and taught Edna how to weave at a young age. Here she talks about her work. 
I'm the Timuraranga is the title, and it's just sort of managing the weaving school and its um, programs, its everyday activities. Um, as I said, the school part as well as the visitor experience part. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty well it. So, um, like right now, it's all about 20 to 9 in the morning, and when, when, as I was walking in, I could already see some tourists yes. here at Te, te Puea. Explain what they do when they kind of do they come into the school and visit. Well, the day um, the day here at at um, Mackie or New Zealand Māori Arts and Crafts starts at eight o'clock in the morning. The tourists are usually arriving from half past seven on, you know. Although the gates don't open till eight, so we open up and um, yes, they start arriving. Remembering that. It's an hour, the tour through our organisation, the valley, the carving school, the mm. wedding school. So at some through some time throughout that hour, they do call in and see the schools at work. Um, and that's an obstacle again, or good or bad, I'm not sure, for our students, not only learning to weave, mm. they have the visitor there watching them. And that can be intimidating to some people, but um, they cope, yeah. you know, it, it's... We offer that's that's just how we are um, here in the, in Terito anyway. So when the tourists come in, is it purely an observation thing? Can they buy anything, for example? No, no. Um, our, our main role in Terito is teaching the school. You know, is a is a learning place. Uh, none of our mahi by our students is for sale. So, but the the visitor can watch. Uh, they can observe. They can ask questions. Now, Edna, um, your mother was uh, Emma, you know, the, the renowned weaver Emily Schuster. Mm-hmm. Um, Raranga was a part of your life from a very young age. Yes, yes. Um, and your mum started the, the school. school. Yes, she did back in 69, I think it was. But it even started before mum. My queer was Ngātai Bub, who was the only sister of Guide Rangi. And so it was in our, just about from when we could walk, we had our culture in us, and weaving was a strong part of that. So it's a strong link to my past, having those queer and mum and family members that wove, did weaving, did cultural kapahaka, all things like that. So I've had a really lovely upbringing and the legacy that has come through to where I am today. Mm, mm. We briefly chat. I had a chat a, a, before about um, um, there's a, a piece of audio that we have here at Radio New Zealand, um, and it's from the 60s, and it has your mum talking about um, accessing, you know, and this is, what, 20, 30, 40 years ago, accessing flax from Foxton. In the beginning, the Institute had no stand of flax whatsoever, so... When I was appointed, uh, the main requirement was flax, especially for the work that I do. And uh, knowing full well that you have to have a lot of flax for any one particular thing. So um, we planted stands of flax in various places around Rotorua and in the grounds of the Institute as well. But later on, uh, about five, six years ago, the Foxton flax mills um, stopped working because they found they couldn't compete um, economically against synthetic and nylon fibres. And so they ploughed in all the flax stands that they had there and 
when we found this out, we went to the institute, sent six workmen down and brought back 40,000 roots. Bringing those seeds to Rotorua and then, um, you know, distributing it in a way to not only, you know, replenish the, the, the harakiki for the school, but to um, give them to Rotorua Marae. If we look back, if we hark back to those days, um, Edna, how are the stocks of harakiki looking? What, what your mum essentially started all those um, essentially years ago? back then, what she started has thrived well and is supplying the schools well. But of course, it's grown too. The school is probably, uh, and, the, and the needs of our organisation would have tripled from mum's years. The pa harakeke that mum planted for mm. the organisation isn't big enough to sustain our um, pupu commitments, our weaving, you know, we're, we're always stepping outside. Um, in the way of bringing other um, harakiki from other areas, uh, we have some of Auntie Digger's harakiki here, we have some of the Yates whānau here, local family at Ohinemutu, they had some of their um, pā harakiki dug up, so we bought it up here and we have a plantation of theirs. So it's really good, our families that were given pieces of uh, pū harakiki, like a plant, they were given by mum and they've planted and thrived and grown. So they're giving them back to us and we're finding places to put them so we can sustain our school. Um, yeah, that's all good. Do you remember at all, um, do you have any memories about, you know, your mum working within the institute? Did you ever come here as a oh, kid? Oh, we were always up here. Um, I think I first did had a job here in, when I was 15. Um, yeah. You know, it was just natural that oh yeah it wasn't weaving though back then it was sort of in a weekend job looking after the schools where you never worked in in the schools in the weekend but someone had to be on site to make sure nothing was tarhide or whatever (laughs) and people stayed behind barriers instead of coming to touch so and that was way back um but yes we came up often with mum to different things here and just worked with her Mm. Mm, it's um just got a strong, you know, feelings up here for me and in the past and just making sure what she set down within the schools is carried on. What do you think she set down? What do you think your mum laid well, as they a foundation? All, not just here at NZ Mackey, a lot of the um, politics, universities, te wānanga o Aotearoa, te wānanga o Raukawa, they are, we all have the same thing in mind to keep our, our craft going you know, to, to keep it going for future generations. So although we're all different organisations, we have the one goal, and that's to preserve our arts and crafts. Mm. So um, that's what she set down. And she had to, and we still do, travel out to Marae to teach. It's just um, comfortable for the older ones, and I'm talking the queer, probably mm. older for them, for us to travel out to the marae where they feel comfortable and teach them there. Nice. And then they can see uh, if it's tūrapa panels or if it's whāriki, they can, we can see and talk to them about where they're going to go. But, you know, have them come in here where the, the tourists are looking at them, they feel whakamā and don't feel right. So yeah. the programmes of travelling out to marae was instigated by mum. Mm. And that, that's a successful one too. And it's still being done today. It's still being yeah, done today. Awesome. Probably not as popular as it was back then because mum's job 
then did everything and they have and kept the um, what she had taught within the marae, kept it going. Tell us about um, Terito, the, the weaving school here at Te Puya. You, how many students do you have? Okay, um, um, lo- along with Te Ropuraranga Whatu Aotearoa and Te Puya, the revival of Raranga has been strong. So getting students during the day is quite getting harder, you know, because there is a strong um, knowledge of it all out there now. So, But the, the women who work during the day and couldn't come to class but wanted to, we found a niche for them to come. You know, you know when I was listening to um, your mum's kōrero, the Natonga kōrero segment, there were, there were a couple of words that she used to describe um, the difference between pāharakeke and pūharakeke. And um, are there any kupu that you use as a weaver that's pertinent to rotorua that you wouldn't necessarily use in, say, taranaki to describe Oh, yes, there's, there's quite a big difference yeah. in, in, the, in the kupu they give or different areas give to words, uh, to something. Um, as you said, pāharakeke is pretty generic, it's 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 a plantation of harakeke, whereas pū harakeke is an individual plant. In the way of something, an, an, an example, muka, we call muka is the fibre, and yet other places call it fito. Fito? Fito. Wow. So um, that's one probably good example. Of, but very much... Um, we explain to our learners, we're teaching them our, how we were taught. Um, we have people from all over the Motu, so I encourage them to go and, and learn their way. You know, if they, some of them are just learning to have it like a hobby, but some of them really remember the queer, remember watching. So I encourage them to go back to their um, hapu or their iwi to learn the. What am I looking for? The, the karakia for their, res- their oh, nice. region. You know, yeah. The um, words, like we're just saying, the fito, the muka, the, the queer in their areas would know the different words they would, or different kupu they would use. It's even a different different ways of teachings, you know, um, and, and none of them are wrong because you, you're just different, you mm. know, and... and you can't even question the teachings because they were taught by their queer. You're not just questioning them. It goes back further to who your questions are pertaining to. So, no, we, no one's ever wrong, mm. I believe. It's just a different way of the, how they're taught. And some of them love learning all the different ones, you know, but we stick how we were taught is, is how we teach. Kia ora, ko edna pāhewa ahau, ko te te waka, ko te te iwi. Um, ko Sam Pahewa Taku Hoarangatira, um, no Te Whanawa Apanui, uh, Toko Whana Tamariki. Hi, Kia ora. Kia ora. A look back at our recent stories from the Tiahika Vault with Dr. Patsu Hohepa and Weaver Edna Pahewa. Hemihi Mayohatine, Kia koru atahi. Salt in the air, no worries, no cares in you They're scheming Escaped to the dunes to hide from the roof Just wanna spend time with you Laying side by side With catch a fire on the radio Yeah, we get so high Cause we ain't 
got no place to go I'll never say goodbye And you ain't never gonna be alone The promise we made, the promise we broke But I still remember that summer Oh, the taste of your lips while the sun went down So sweet And I could exist in that summer Oh, 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 oh Close my eyes and get lost in the And just drift away Just drift away I stay dreaming Stay thirsting like that look in your eyes I know it's for my first too So we stay scheming The places we see people When we house by the beach Better better believe all that I need Yeah Side by side, Santeria on the radio, yeah we get so high, cause we ain't got no place to go, I'll never say goodbye, and you ain't never gonna be alone, the promise we made, promise we broke, but I still remember that summer, oh, the taste of your lips while the sun went down, so sweet, and I could exist in that summer, And just drift Let me away. take you back, hot sand, warm breeze. Sun kissed skin, I reminisce so sweet. You take my hand, you set my soul at ease. One kiss, damn, your love brought me to my knees. Thinking about our past back then, you would always make me laugh. Back then, you were everything I asked for, damn sure. I was ready to build a future. Name a time and place to suit you. Never thought I'd see the day I lose you, but hey, fate, baby. But hey, baby, I still miss when you were my lady. I'm caught lately getting lost, lost in the memory. Yeah. And just drift away. 